Listening to MCI Sage, uh, Sweet Grass That Ass. That's um, the longest, strongest walk. And I'm playing that in honor of the longest walk. Let's give this a try here. The spirit of the past will rise to claim the future. And that's what's happening today. They come from all corners of America and from around the world. Tens of thousands converging on Washington, D.C., July 11th, to deliver a message to Congress about the fate of our nation, our land, our people. Mostly, they are Native Americans on a mission to inspire us. Native America. We have found that our land and our heritage is at risk with a lot of contaminants, poisoning of our lakes, poisoning of our rivers, poisoning of the air. So they walk from the shores of California to our capital. It's a walk not for history, but rather for a better future. Your future, your children's future, for survival, the survival of America. I mean, the times are changing fast and we have to adapt with them, so that's what we're trying to do on this walk. I just was inspired because I'm looking for a new way of life, a different message, not to protect, protect our mother earth. And all I have is what I'm walking with now, and, uh, and I like it for the first time in my life. Uh, people that we don't even know. There are people just driving up, driving up to us, uh, giving us twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Uh, even the chief of police in uh, one of the towns back here uh, offered uh, and did bring food out to us. People of every color, young and old, white collar, blue collar, from the left and the right, walking from town to town, person to person, for change. A change deep within the hearts of Americans. They walk for our water that was once blue. For the air, now gray. 
for all life, sacred and one. They walk for change. Their first walk was 30 years ago. And as you're watching this, they're walking again and have been for over five months. Two paths spanning the country through snow, rain, heat, running out of food, water, supplies, and shelter. And when they reach Washington, D.C. on July 11th, they'll arrive with even less. We are at very dangerous times. They're giving all they have for you, for us. Walking with the only thing they have left, hope. It's the hope that you will be there for them and with them. Good day. That is from the website thelongestwalk.org. And today is the day that they are walking. They are walking into and to the White House. There is a schedule of events on longestwalk.org. And here is the schedule of events. At 7.30 this morning, Eastern Standard Time, they started walking to the White House and expect to be there all morning with a pipe ceremony and then a lunch and walking to the Capitol steps. And on the Capitol steps at 2.30 today, there will be a pipe ceremony with Harry Belafonte and Dennis Banks, and they will present the manifesto to Congressman John Conyers and the congressional delegation on the Capitol steps. And then at 4.10 this evening, they will walk to the Vietnam Memorial Wall, and there will be speakers. And then at 7.30, there will be honoring of the Longest Walk Walkers and Runners presentation of feathers, staffs, and flags. The, the walkers have walked now all across the United States of America, starting in February on the West Coast, and have walked actually two groups, one through the middle of America, and the other one, there was a northern route and a southern route, and the northern route went through St. Louis, and um, actually in St. Louis, um, a few people joined them, including my dad and uh, Melissa, a local woman in Carbondale, both joined them in St. Walked from St. Louis, or they didn't walk the whole way, but they joined the walk and um, participated and helped, well, helped the walk all the way to Washington, D.C. today. Yeah, and now today, after all that walking, they finally reached the destination. Yeah. <laughs> it's a momentous day. <laughs> well, um... I mean, the whole walk is a momentous walk, you know. Well, actually, tomorrow will be more of a momentous day. Today, they just get to go to the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow is the actual powwow by the National Museum of the American Indian on, you know, where the D.C. Mall is. So all day tomorrow, there will be a concert and a powwow. So, And the thing is, is on their way, they were given prayers by Native groups and non-Native groups, and the whole walk was a prayer, a prayer for us, you know, 
Native America and the fact that we need to and continue to make this place a better place. Yeah. Um, protecting sacred sites, protecting Mother Earth, and doing good things in everyday actions. Yeah, we can do it. If they can do all that effort to walk across the entire country, then we can do a little bit of effort in our communities to uh, make things better. And if you would like to learn more about um, the message that they have put together and are giving to um, the congressional delegation, go to longestwalk.org. And when the walkers that, you know, came from here, um, we'll have them on the show and they can talk about, well, what it meant to them. I mean, my dad's been involved in uh, Native American activism his whole life, but this is Melissa's first real big thing. So I was talking to her a couple days ago and I was like, well, was there anything great? And she's like, great. The whole thing was crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the ability to meet with America. I mean, when you're walking across America, averaging 20 to 30 miles a day, yeah, you get to see the actual America. You get to see the spirit and the people and the backwoods and the backcountry of America that most people dream of and wish they saw. Yeah. <laughs> so... There is actually a, a live webcast every day from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., earthcycles.net. And so if you go to earthcycles.net, you will be able to, all weekend, listen to the powwow and listen to the announcer. Because um, I know they did that when they were in St. Louis. They had a powwow in St. Louis, an honor, honoring powwow ceremony for the walkers, and that was broadcast on the web. So earthcycles.net, you get to, and I, they archive most of them too, so if you want to go listen to some of the back ones. And I'm sure we have other happenings. We will be right back. Listen. That resound between the spaces where the beat meets the streets and the heart finds the droning. The symphony is one tapestry and the sound becomes one rhythm, connecting every moment to this now. Listen to the cries of broken-hearted mothers and frozen-hearted fathers searching for a meeting place. Listen for the lost incantations composed beneath the surface and scripted to return. Listen to the sounds of new souls birthing and babies becoming of them. Listen for the missing ingredients. Finish the recipes just by listening to the source of your soul that is screaming to you to slow down. And remember, you, you are divine. blueprint of perfect information, a reflection of culminated magic on the precipice of extinction. Resurrect your breath. Listen to the heaving of your own chest breathing, leaving emotion alive in the air to resonate. Listen to the orchestration of every interconnected gesture, creating the canvas upon which we dream ourselves into being. 
Listen for the lyrics between the lines of the words you think you're hearing and let go. Allow yourselves to feel the flow pulsing within your veins, connecting you with every being on this planet. Your arteries are mirrored reflections of the watersheds of this earth. The ratio of water in your body is an exact replication of the ratio of water to land on this planet. Our tears are the waters of the ocean. Our wombs are filled with this same water. This water forms crystals when spoken to softly. How are you speaking? Communication, celebration, education, healing. Listen to all of these seemingly separate sounds and witness this symphony forms one tapestry. You are a weaver of this fabric that needs the harmony of we to be. You are profoundly blessed. Listen to the silent prophecies they don't want us to hear. If we are the ones we've been waiting for, why wait? We are the ones we've been waiting for. Wait no more. Listen. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit with Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And, and let yeah. And what was the name of that group again? The Goddess Alchemy Project. Yes, that way our listeners who liked it can go seek them out online. <laughs> yeah, there. I got to meet them last weekend at a festival at in Tennessee. So uh-huh. it's like, well, I got to listen to them. I've actually known two of them for quite a few years, but they got to perform at the festival. So today, the culmination of the longest walk. They have walked all across America. Hundreds and hundreds of people are right now in front of the Capitol presenting to a congressional delegation this afternoon what they think that America needs to do to make this place a better place. So go to longestwalk.org. All right, and in other happenings... Uh, we have the big issues on the big screen, the Film Fridays at the Big Money IMC. Our film this Friday at 7 p.m. is... That's today. That's today. That's <laughs> like... <laughs> yes, tonight at 7 p.m., Broken Rainbow, a film documenting the government-enforced relocation of thousands of Navajo Native Americans from their ancestral homes in Arizona. The Navajo were relocated to aid mining speculation in a process that began in the 1970s and continues to this day. The film is narrated by Martin Sheen with Buffy St. Marie and Laura Nairo. So that's tonight, 7 p.m., Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And I don't know, well, some people are aware of this, but I've talked about the fact that Habitat for Humanity is building a house only about about two blocks from the station here. Yeah, pretty close. And they're at the point where they're hanging drywall and working on the back porch. And they will be doing that from 8 until noon this Saturday, July 12th. 
and um, you don't really have to know tons of stuff to be able to do it, but um, they do need help hanging drywall and working on the back porch, the chance to um, build a house for someone who really needs a house. So... So let's see, in other happenings, no war with Iran. I, That's a happening? Ah, uh, yes, well. It better be a happening. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully it's a happening that it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, from July 19th to 21st, there will be groups calling for no war with Iran. Despite threats of a U.S.-Israeli attack on Iran before President Bush leaves office, United for Peace and Justice is coordinating days of action across the United States on July 19th to 21st. So, uh, I like the idea of not having a war on Iran. I actually got kind of sad recently. I saw a bumper sticker that it, it was something like, I forget the exact wording, but it was like, attack Iran, no way, or something like that. And it was the exact same bumper sticker from the Iraq war, but they just changed the Q into an N. <laughs> and, you know, it, in a way, I thought, oh, that's clever. People will recognize this bumper sticker and, you know. But then on the other hand, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> the same thing's happening again. Yeah. Okay. War. Once you get on a route of war. Yeah, it, it's addictive, you know. It's addictive. Like the oil addiction. There's <laughs> the war addiction. I'm addicted to war. <laughs> I like to see that 12-step program. Yeah. Step one is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem. The rest of the world is screwing me over. (laughs) It's like, when ads attack, presidential campaign ads go on attack over energy issues. The first major ad buy this year from a major party aired over the weekend, a TV ad courtesy of the Republican National Committee attacking Democratic candidate Barack Obama for a lack of creativity on the energy scene. While John McCain is, quote, Pushing his own party to face climate change, the ad says, that Obama isn't pushing the boundaries like his rival. The ad points out that Obama says no to suspending the gas tax, no to offshore drilling, and even, erroneously, no to nuclear. McCain's energy platform is also the subject of new, independent ads paid for and vetted by the RNC, but created by an outside firm so as to not to be the subject to campaign finance laws. The independent ads, which have been aired in four swing states, also taught McCain's willingness to drill offshore and suspend the federal gas tax, the most platable parts of his energy policy to many conservatives. McCain's stance on climate change is more controversial, though. Some of the party's more conservative members are gearing up for a fight to keep the language on climate change relatively weak in the party's official platform. Straight to the source, Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, and another article from The Washington Post. All right, in other news, I want to mention this one because I like the thought of a three-day weekend. (laughs) TGIT. That's not TGIF, it's TGIT. State workers in Utah will enjoy a mandatory three-day weekend. Starting in August, thousands of Utahans... I don't know, how, how do you pronounce the word for people from Utah? They spell it here U-T-A-H-N-S. Utahns? Utahns? Well, we'll have to go to no, Utah, that's from the south. <laughs> if, if you're from the west, it's Utah. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> if there are any uh, native Utahns listening, uh, they can inform us. <laughs> but starting in August, 
thousands of Utahns will begin enjoying mandatory three-day weekends. Mandatory? Yes. If, if you come to work on Friday, they're going to kick you out. Yeah, it's, it's more than casual Friday. It's no work Fridays. Yeah. All right. I'm guessing there's going to be something to balance this out. Yeah. Some 17,000 government employees will switch to a compressed work week. Hey, wait a second. That's not... 17,000 is not all the workers in Utah. Well, it's all of the, uh, probably all of the state workers. Oh, see, they're being tricky with the language. They said all, and now it's just the state workers. <laughs> I caught, I caught it. <laughs> yes, well, it's 17,000 government employees will switch to a compressed work week. That's four days a week, but ten hours a day. As the state undergoes a year-long experiment aimed at reducing energy and fuel costs, as well as greenhouse gas emissions. While employees of various U.S. counties and cities mandate a shortened week, Utah will be the first state to instigate such a program. About one-third of the state's 3,000 government buildings will be closed on Fridays, and savings on heat and air conditioning are expected to hit $3 million a year. The state also expects to save on gas in government vehicles and on flack from cranky commuters. <laughs> so despite some concerns about transportation schedules, child care, and public access to information, says Government John, Governor John Huntsman. Quote, the action from the public has been very much a willingness to give this a go. Straight to the source, Associated Press, and USA Today. If you build it, they will green. Insurance company offers green rebuilding coverage. Fireman's Fund Insurance Company has rolled out a home insurance policy that covers the cost of rebuilding a home to green standards. The new coverage, which only can be added to firemen's top-tier insurance policy, offers the cost of reconstruction with sustainably harvested wood, efficient lighting and plumbing, non-toxic paints and carpeting, and more. The coverage runs an additional $70 a year for a home insured at $1 million and can be purchased regardless of the greenness of the original building. Though owners of previously green certified homes get a 5% discount on their premium. Firemen's, two years ago, became the first insurer to offer green coverage for commercial buildings. Quote, Certainly with regard to green homes and in the insurance area, this is an important leadership move, says Michelle Moore of the U.S. Green Building Council. It's a bellwether to green practices in the home building markets at large. Straight to the source, Business Week, Greener Buildings, San Francisco Chronicle, and the Business Wire. All right, another news. This one's kind of a sad one, but I've got to mention it because we've got to hold these people accountable. Something to hide. Companies knew about high formaldehyde levels in, in FEMA trailers. <clears throat> Democrats on the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee said RV trailer manufacturers knew that the trailers they sold to the government had excessively high levels of formaldehyde, but they didn't disclose the information for fear of bad press. The trailers, which were used to house hurricane victims on the Gulf Coast, have been a touchy subject at FEMA ever since occupants began reporting headaches, nosebleeds, dizziness, and shortness of breath. The agency has since asked many families to move out of the trailers. One trailer company chairman told the Oversight Committee he thought the results of tests showing high levels of formaldehyde were, quote, irrelevant information because the Federal Emergency Management Agency already knew about the high toxicity. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention earlier this month blamed much of the trailer fiasco on poor ventilation 
and lacks government standards for formaldehyde in RVs, a view the Oversight Committee's Republicans seized on in their defense of the companies. Quote, the problem was and remains confusion among federal agencies, not some conspiracy among trailer makers, said Representative Tom Davis. Isn't that an oxymoron? Confusion among federal agents? Oh, wait, agencies. Yeah. Okay, sorry, distraction. But yeah, so, I don't know, I personally, sure, maybe there were confusing regulations somewhere in the federal level, but personally, I think if you know your trailers are full of formaldehyde, that is a problem you should take care of before you sell them to the government. Maybe it's debatable whose standards you are or aren't meeting, but they knew it was high in formaldehyde. And they Yeah, but see the almighty dollar wins out. <laughs> yeah. If someone's they're like if someone's willing to buy this, you know, pesticide ridden trailer, okay, I'll sell it to you. No problem. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah, so no problem for me anyway. <laughs> it's that's where they're starting to have ethics officers in businesses now. Yeah. They call them like sustainability officers or ethics officers, basically the conscious of the corporation because they realize that if corporations are have the same rights as humans, they better start having a conscious like mm-hmm. a human yeah. consciousness. So, well, I guess that's been another exciting and informative half hour of your community spirit. Um Remember, the longest walkers are in Washington right now with our prayers and our thoughts and what we would like Washington to do today. They are giving that message to Washington after walking completely across the United States of America. Five months it took. A lot of people, a lot of time, a lot of energy, lots of prayers. And they made it. (laughs) But they made it, and now they are bringing the prayers of all of us all across the United States to Washington.